0: If you're new to the show, I always say never start with an apology, but I'm going to start with an apology because Dave over at Walking is Fitness had sent in a message for the question of the month for last month and somehow technology wise and such, I missed it. Uh I told him I would play it in last week's episode. And then the Super Bowl went long, and I forgot to play it again. And so this is from episode 917. What will you start and stop doing in 2024? And Dave from walkingisfitness.com, here's what he's going to start doing in
1: 2024. I'm going to use YouTube, except my podcast doesn't really work well on YouTube. I host a daily 10-minute podcast, Walking is Fitness, walkingisfitness.com. The point behind the podcast is to encourage and motivate others to begin walking for exercise, and to do that every day for 10 minutes, to to build a habit. Because fitness is hard, getting a new fitness habit to stick is really hard. So this daily 10-minute walk that we're taking together, because I record the podcast while I'm out walking, which is what I'm doing right now, and people who are listening to it are listening while they're Out walking doesn't work so well for YouTube. But I can't get past the fact that YouTube is a huge search engine. People are going on YouTube and asking questions about walking. Is walking really exercise? How do I begin walking for exercise? Is 10,000 steps a good goal? And there are all kinds of videos answering these questions. And I did not want to not be there as people are searching for information about walking as exercise. So what I'm doing is every week... I'm filming a new video while I'm out walking, answering one of these questions, and in that video, I'm talking about the podcast and how the viewers can use the podcast to begin a brand new fitness journey, and I invite them to listen, and I tell them how to find the podcast. So, the videos on YouTube really are commercials promotions for the podcast. So, we'll see how it goes. Interestingly enough, just a few days ago, I got an email from a senior editor at Newsweek Magazine who had seen one of the videos, five things I learned walking 20,000 steps every day for two years, which is something I did, and they want to turn that into an article for Newsweek. So, that was an unintended consequence, but certainly is great promotion for the podcast. So that's what I'm doing new in 2024, going on YouTube, but with a little bit of a twist.
0: Thank you, Dave. And again, my deepest apologies. The worst thing you can do almost ever is ask your audience for feedback and then lose it. Gary Art from the Everything Everywhere Daily Show has been on the show in the past, in fact. He has one of my favorite quotes about how he was growing his podcast. I called it using the movie marketing strategy. And if you weren't around for this, here's a part of that.
2: The last Avengers movie, one of the biggest movies of all time in terms of box office. And moreover, it was the second part of a two-part series. Everybody knew it was coming. Yet they spent over $200 million in promotion of the movie. And if the Avengers has to spend $200 million to promote their film, why do you think your media property, which is smaller, can get away doing nothing and just making social media posts? So when Gary learns things, he's very
0: open with the podcasting community as to what worked for him and what didn't. And in this episode, Gary got into Apple's new and noteworthy. And I've always wondered, did that do anything for you? Well, He shares the results in today's episode. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And so I was so happy when Gary started sharing information about New and Noteworthy. And the first thing I want to say up front is you're like, great, how do I get into New, into new and Noteworthy? And this really comes from people that are from maybe the YouTube persuasion, because YouTube is all about the algorithm. How many keywords do I have to stuff? And how do I do this? And is it my thumbnail? How do I get into Apple's new and noteworthy? And the answer is make a good show. That's really it. It is human curated. So either find that person who works in Cupertino over at Apple and take them to lunch or something to get your show into new and noteworthy. So I actually emailed Apple. Now, I didn't get a response that said, is there anything like I can say here? So if they ever get back to me, I will let you know. But as far as I know, it is human curated. And I'm assuming because Gary gets over a million downloads, I'm going to say that one more time in case you missed it, a million downloads a month. Now, I know you might say, yeah, but he does a daily show. It's still a million downloads. Divide that by 30, it's still a lot of downloads. And so... We're going to hear how Gary got into New and Noteworthy and what did it do for his show. I consider you and maybe Scott Johnson as kind of little podcast scientists that go into their labs and and try different things. And uh, I always am very just honored that you guys share it so that we can all learn together. But it's Gary Arndt from Everything Everywhere Daily Podcast. You can find that at everything-everywhere.com. Gary, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And I know back in the day, being a new and noteworthy wasn't that big of a deal. Now, when I say like back in the day, like 2007, thousand ish and that's why everybody was all worried about you only had eight weeks to be a new and noteworthy, which wasn't true. Uh, it really should have been called new or noteworthy. But it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal, and pretty much everybody had their little stint in it. And you got featured, and I was like, great, let me know if that's like – worth anything? Is that, is it cool? Besides the fact that you can say I was featured in Apple, that's always great to say, but in terms of downloads and audience
2: growth, you know, what did that do for you? Okay. So being featured on new and noteworthy is the smallest part of this entire story. Wow. Beautiful. Um, it, it was the thing that kicked it off, I think, but when, when I show you what happened, it was a very small part of it. So on January 17th, I finished my episode I post it. I'm about to go to bed and I see an email from someone who's I'd been on their podcast before. And he says, Oh man, I saw you're on new and noteworthy on Apple Podcasts. Can you tell me how you did that? Do you have any contacts? I'm like, I had no idea I was on new and noteworthy. This is new to me. You just told me about it. So I went and checked it out. It's like, Oh, I'm on new and noteworthy. Okay, great. And from everything I had heard, and because I'd never experienced it myself, all I've, all I've heard was, yeah, it'll give you a short-term bump in traffic, but then it usually goes back down. And that's what I've heard. Okay. And my show is doing pretty well in terms of traffic. It was getting a little over a million downloads a month. Yeah, that's not too and bad. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, when you're getting that many downloads, it can be very difficult to tell if something moved the needle. Yeah. Right? If you're a newer show and you're getting, say, 100 downloads, another 100 downloads is doubling your downloads. You will notice that right away. Yeah. A hundred downloads when you're getting that many is, is just lost in the daily fluctuations. Yeah. So do a noteworthy, hooray for me, I go to bed, whatever. I wake up the next day and I notice a little bump in traffic. So in January I get 37,000 downloads that day instead of 28,000 the previous
1: day.
2: Yeah. 37 is a I would say a slightly above average a day for me. I normally average about 37 or about 33,000, maybe a little more, maybe a little less. That's what it averaged out to. But then it kind of, you know, kept going up for a while. And then I hit this inflection point where it quickly went up to 65,000 downloads in a single day. Yowza. So what happened here is, and that's what I was saying, the the new and noteworthy is the smallest part of this story. Okay. What happened is that my show started to go up the podcast charts and right around here it hit number 1 in the history category. Interesting. For the most part, and so I don't think being on the Apple charts means anything except if you are in the top 5. Mm. Because the top 5 is what you will that's like the above the fold part. Yeah. That is what people will see if they're not bothering to like scroll and and you know find out exactly what the rankings are. So It goes up and now, so, you know, I'm in the 50,000s per day. And I should also say around here, the show just didn't hit number one in the history category. It hit number 13 in the overall podcast chart for Apple. Wow. So it was really weird. It was like myself and a lot of very large shows like the New York Times and stuff. And then me and the Apple charts are kind of heavily swayed in terms of new listeners. Right. not total listeners. So I don't think my show is even in the ballpark for a lot of these other shows at the top of the Apple charts, but because I had this influx of new listeners and I assume that because I have a daily show and they're rather short, it, 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 it tends to be more downloads per listener. I think I got some sort of bounce on the Apple charts because of that. And I looked and the other shows that were on new and noteworthy did not seem to get the same kind of bounce that I got from it, and then, you know there were, there were shows like Hardcore History on it as well, which has been around for like fifteen years. And
0: yeah, but also that's the know.
2: direct opposite. I mean, your show is a
0: nice, tiny little snack of value. Hardcore History is a five course meal. I mean, that's a four hour podcast.
2: Oh, his latest ones are longer though. Yeah, like five or say, six hours at least. It is more like an audiobook publisher than a, a podcast. Yeah, I knew I was going to drop off. The charts, because that's the way the charts work. And uh, I think as of today on Chartable, I'm at like number 60 on the overall charts. So far down that like nobody's ever going to see it. But I'm still, at least as of this morning, number one on the history charts. Nice. So I'm almost wondering if there isn't some sort of self-perpetuating thing, if you can get it to rank that is allowing me to kind of consistently be getting downloads. As you'll notice, I mean... The difference between what I'm doing now, in the mid 40s to low 50 thousands per day, is significantly where I was 30 days ago, where I was getting in the high 20s to low 30 thousands of downloads per day. That's significant. Yeah. And maybe this will drop back down, but so far it hasn't. Yeah. And I was surprised at the one the scale of the spike in traffic, because again, when you're when you're doing this many downloads. Right. It, it, it's hard to to do that and then in that so far at least uh, so we're recording this on February 2nd that it has sustained itself. It's not gone back to where it was before. very
0: interesting and and again, it's it's one of those things where it's one thing to get the opportunity, but it's another thing to then keep it. and yeah, it went down a, a little, but that's a chunk of change above where you started. And that's oh, definitely. You know that's where having a good show. You know, it's one thing to get somebody to press play once. It's another thing to get them to press play twice or three times or
2: you know daily. So that's awesome. If you look at the monthly uh, thirty day growth, uh, month over month growth, it's up twenty four percent. Wow, over where I was, and most of that, if you if you notice, has been since January seventeenth. So by the time february runs its course if it continues on this rate i'll probably be up i don't know maybe 30% yeah so yeah that's that's not too shabby so this this was something and i do know just anecdotally the network that runs my ads does a lot of advanced stats so they'll run like trailers for my show on other shows and vice versa and and they've told me that i have the stickiest show that they've ever measured in terms of conversion rates and then the number of episodes people listen to has been higher for my show than for any other show that they've measured. So I'm guessing that this may have had something to do with this as well. And the other thing I've noticed is that it also led to a corresponding very large jump in the number of reviews on Apple podcasts. Hmm. So the other interesting thing is that you'll notice as of right now for the last 30 days, Apple podcasts is 43% of my total downloads and Spotify is twenty percent. Hmm. Before I got put on this list or put yeah. on new and noteworthy, Spotify was number one. Oh, barely number one, but but number one. Yeah. So this has basically, you know, all the growth pretty much appears to be coming from. Well, obviously Apple, uh, because that that's where it was promoted, but. You're going to hear some
0: notifications go off in this interview. That's me, not you. Ricky mistake won't happen again.
2: Interesting. Hopefully, maybe Spotify will do something to to respond to it. Yeah, there you go. Hey, look what (laughs) Apple did. I bet you can't outdo them by promoting my show. (laughs) That'd be awesome. They've been reaching out as well. So I've been contacted by folks at Spotify. I've had some calls with them, and they clearly seem to be upping their game in terms of podcaster relations which is something that they didn't really do before. That's impressive though, that they like
0: Apple just leapfrogged right over Spotify. It's it's interesting. It's like the new and noteworthy was the fuse. And then that just, like you said, all of a sudden it, it bumped you enough to get you into the charts, which is now continuing to, you know, show benefits. And have you gone back to check and see if you're officially out of new and noteworthy at this point? I know you said you're. St- I, I know you said you're still number one in history, which again is that's another one. It's it's one thing to get there; it's another thing to stay there. Oh yeah, I, I still am there. I guess there you go. So, but that's it'll be interesting to see how long that lasts. I know, you know, back in the day when it was an algorithm, it was eight weeks. After eight weeks, you would just mysteriously just fall off in the same way that you mysteriously came on. But being that it's uh, it's human if there's a human that put you in that human is also probably looking at your numbers and seeing how the number of followers is going up and you
2: know, they want to promote things that are good. So people keep using the app and et cetera, et cetera. So people were asking me like, well, how did you do this? How can I do it? One? I have no clue. Yeah. This just happened. This is like the rapture. I had no idea if, or when it was going to happen. Uh, The other thing of note is I do not have Paid subscriptions turned on on Apple Podcasts, mm.
0: right?
2: so yeah, maybe that is a factor, but it clearly is not something that they do exclusively.
0: N- yeah. So you said you do not or do have subscriptions turned. I do not. Yeah. See, because that's where most so, people would be like, oh, well, he got you know, he got a bump because he's helping Apple make money, but in this case, you're not. So that that poo poo's that idea. Yeah. And do you know if your advertisers? Like I'm assuming they've advertised for a couple months or they have some sort of contract and now your numbers go up. I'm not trying to get into your wallet or any specifics, but like, do they get charged for the growth here or is it? Nope. When we opted in for oh, the
2: contract, you know, how does that work? No, they're, they're, they're buying a set number of impressions. Okay. So when my traffic spikes like this, what ends up happening, and I had some listeners uh, tell me this, it it kind of goes into programmatic mode. Yeah. And those extra spots that weren't sold because the inventory didn't exist at the time basically goes into programmatic, which you don't earn nearly as much from. No. And a couple of people were even saying that there were no ads being served at all, which may be some sort of glitch in the the algorithm in that yeah. location or, or whatever just wasn't serving up anything. You surprise them. They're like, wait, wait well, you need more ads? Somebody give you some ads quick. Yeah. Interesting. But no, I assume that let's for the sake of argument, let's let's say that I can stay at this level. It'll probably take two or three months for the people selling the ads on my show to be able to then sell out the rest of this inventory. I'm thinking, yeah, probably they could. They could go to some current advertisers and just say, hey, we got some more spots available. Want to just up it? They could do that. But um, usually there's some sort of lag. Yeah.
0: Now you're using megaphone to host and then Glassbox is selling your ads if I remember right. Do you get any Correct. control on what I'm what kind of ads? I mean most people have some sort of control, but some people it sounds I think we all want the ability to go, not that one and this one, and I'm not sure that
2: exists yet, that you can I know you can block types and things like that. It really hasn't been a problem. I've told them, you know, I don't want any political ads. Uh if you think of the kind of ads that are on most podcasts, most of them really aren't a problem. Yeah. They, I have a very brand safe show. Yeah. Never talk about current events, never swear, never use language. What I always say is it's as, it's as clean as history can be. <laughs> uh, if there's some event in history that happened, you know, yeah, it happened. So that's, that's not really been a problem. And I've had no problem. Like I have one ad coming up. It's a full, they're doing a full sponsored episode. Hmm. Uh, so I'll do a burned-in ad for a distillery, a bourbon distillery. But it's a real high-end right. bourbon distillery. This isn't like, you know, right. Miller Lite or something like that. Interesting.
0: All right, my man. Well, I appreciate you sharing, you know, what's happening behind the scenes. And uh, everybody go over to, again, uh, everything-everywhere.com. Gary, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Thanks for having me. And so I was listening to Gary's show. We're all like, okay, what got this into new and noteworthy? And I noticed something, and it wasn't in his show. So I go over to Gary's website at everything-everywhere.com. At the top, in giant letters, podcast episodes. Not hard to figure that one out. Also, before I get into his episodes, he also has a sponsors page. And I think the first person I saw do this was Jordan Harbinger. It's a brilliant idea. If you have multiple sponsors, put their, you know, information. Like for instance, with Gary, he has BetterHelp. And so if you go to betterhelp.com slash everywhere, it's right there. And that may sound easy to remember, but why not give people a little boost? and so he's got all of his ads on one page. Why? Because when you send more traffic to your sponsors, they are more likely to renew with you. So that's a great idea. But when I went to podcast episodes, I went, hmm, that's interesting. And that is Gary is using all Apple players. Now, if you're like, what do you mean all Apple players? Well, He's got a player at the top. Now, this is what I call a show player. Some people call it a jukebox. It is one player with multiple episodes. And this is not a a bad idea. It's an easy way for people to see multiple episodes. In fact, if you go to his page, you can see where he has the dates for the month. And you can see each episode with a title. So here again, Gary understands the power of a title. So I see on February 8th, which was my birthday, the Whiskey Rebellion. And he's also got Formal Logic and the Red Baron and all sorts of these little topics that you can listen to. In fact, you can even go back and see January and December. It's a really neat page there. And when you go to, like I see on October 31st, of course, Halloween, what has he got? The Salem Witch Trials. And when you click on that, it takes you to the individual page For that episode, and there again, is an Apple player. Now, I'll talk about how to get those in just a second. But he also, because remember, as much as we're all Apple rah, rah, rah here, in Europe, it is 70% Android. Us Americans, we love paying that Apple tax. Uh, Apparently, Europeans, not so much. And uh, good for them in a way. But he's then got subscribe buttons to Apple, to Google. Now we're going to come back to this because if you have not heard the news, Google Podcasts sadly is going away probably in a month or two. And so you might want to remove that Google button from your website and start alerting people if you haven't already. Hey, if you're listening to this on Apple podcast and we're going to tag that idea, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to start recommending or, or I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to recommend, but he's got links to, you know, the usual players, Spotify, Amazon, tune in. He's got a Patreon. Uh, he does have one I've never heard of, Podurama. And if you're like, Oh, I got to go list my show. Well, if you're an Apple podcast, you're already in there because my show is already in there as well as cast box. So, when i see this i'm like now is one of the reasons gary is in new and noteworthy is he is sending cuz again this guy gets a million well actually he said originally it was spotify was number 1 for him and then after the new and noteworthy he is now higher in apple but he is using apple players so how do you get an apple player dave that sounds interesting I will have a link to this out in the show notes. So if you're listening to this on some sort of app, you can just swipe up and see it there, or you can just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 919 because that's, today is episode 919. And Apple has all sorts of fun tools. And I kept getting stuck in this loop of making social host. I'm like, no, I want an actual player. And so the address, hence schoolofpodcasting.com slash 919 is tools.applemediaservices.com slash apple-podcast. It's just that easy. And you type in the name of your show and you can click on your actual show to make a player, or you can click on an episode player. And so I reached out to Gary and I'm like, hey, this whole Apple player on your website, was this pre or post new and noteworthy? And he said it was pre, he had moved media hosts. And by having an Apple player, he didn't have to change the player. Cause if it was, let's say a Libsyn player or a Buzzsprout or whoever, and you move from one host to the other, yeah, all your players have to be updated on your website. Fun. And so Gary has Apple players. Don't know if that had anything to do with it. Here's the good news about that. So this is where, as always, say it with me, the number one answer in all podcasting questions. Well, should I put an Apple player on my website? Well, it depends. Here's the good news. You can now see all those chocolatey goodness of stats of how far people listen Well, you're going to get more of those because it's on your website. Now, the question you want to ask yourself when you listen to podcasts on a website, how far do you listen? Now, for me, the website is where I go to sample. It's that guy at the mall. Remember malls? There used to be these things called malls, and there'd be a guy in the food court handing out free pieces of chicken, hoping that you would go buy the sandwich. And so to me, listening on the website is the little piece of chicken hoping I'll click on the follow button. And so you may, may, I don't know, I'm just going by the way I listen, you may actually have your stat that shows how far people listen go down if you put these on your website. Now, again, it depends if you have an audience that's old, I'm old, I don't have a phone. I have one with giant buttons. All right. That person is probably not going to be listening on an iPhone or an Android phone. They're listening on the website because, you know, they're old. And I'm not being ageist. You get the point here, right? Okay, good. We're talking amongst friends. So that's the pros. You get more stats. The bad news is, yeah, but are those stats going to make you want to go, you know, punch yourself in the face? The other thing, again, I mentioned this before, that 70%, this is per James Cridlin about, I don't know, probably three years ago, James Cridlin from podnews.net said that 70% of Europe is on an Android. And the last time I checked that stat, that's definitely in the ballpark. So when you click on the more information and it takes you to your listing in Apple Podcasts, that's going to be great for 30% of the world. Now, if you're doing a show about Hoboken, which is a funny-sounding name in New Jersey. You're probably not expecting a ton of people from Europe. Maybe you do that. For the record, you can also do this with Spotify. If you go to your show in Spotify, click on the episode, you'll see a link there where you can share the player or the episode player or copy the embed code for the player. Now, here again, depending on who your audience is, and the other thing, this is why I like the player, from either your media host, because almost all of them, some make it a little hard to find. They usually have the ability to have some sort of follow button where you'll have Apple, Spotify, maybe Amazon in there, Google Podcast. Again, we'll talk about that in a second coming right up. But that way, you leave the choice in the hands of the listener. And I'm always about that. I'm using a plugin for WordPress called simple podcast press links to that out at school of slash nine one nine. And that's why I have buttons for, and I just looked at it and went, Oh yeah. Speaking of Google podcasts, I need to update that Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, I have a download button there and the ability to sign up for my newsletter. That's why I use that plugin. It's pretty cool. That way it doesn't matter. I can send people to my website when they click on play In this example, for this show, I use Libsyn. Now, in full disclosure, I'm the head of podcaster education there. So I get my download stat in Libsyn, and it would show Chrome or Firefox or whatever you're using to listen. But if that person wants to follow the show or listen on any of those platforms, there's a button right there. So it puts it into the hand of the listener, And there is no right answer here. It's whatever you want. That's what I do. I like to keep it in the hands of the listener. And I do like Apple and Spotify. I believe Amazon also shows you how far people listen. I like the Amazon crew. I've met a few of them. The thing that drives me nuts about Apple, or I'm sorry, about um, Amazon music is when you send people there to listen to your show. It seems like every time I click on anything, they're like, sign up for a free month of Amazon Music. And I'm like, can I at least log in first? It's, they're really, now on one hand, it's a huge company that is promoting podcasts. So I don't want to bite the hand that feeds. I'm just like, can you let me at least get in the car before you start taking off? I find that ever so annoying. So those are some tools and it's a way, so if if somebody says, look, Dave, instead of putting it in the hands of a listener, which one would you, I would definitely use the ones I just mentioned, Apple or Spotify, or if I really wanted to, Amazon. Maybe, I don't think Amazon has any kind of chart, but speaking of Google Podcasts, let's bite off that conversation. The School of Podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you haven't heard the it's not a rumor Google podcast is going away and I'm not going to take a 10 second tangent to explain why that's such BS and Google was this close to, well, I guess I am going to take a 10 second tangent, but Google blew it for about the fourth time. And now they're moving everything to YouTube music. So I'm not moving people to YouTube music. I don't think it's a great app and there are some great apps out there like podcast Addict. It's interesting because that is a legacy app. It's been around forever, but my criteria for an app would be the one that I would use. And I am a guy, there are two types of apps. One I call Q, as in uh, Q-U-E. This is where you fire up the app and all the episodes that have happened since you last logged into the app are shown on the screen and you go, okay, okay. Add this one to the queue and that one and this one and that one. And you listen to all your podcasts with one playlist called the queue. I loved Overcast. And then when Cast-O-Matic came out, unfortunately, these are both only available on an iPhone, on iOS. And Cast-O-Matic is a great app that looks just like Overcast, but has what I call the value for value option where I can actually stream small bits of Bitcoin. Please don't let your eyes roll in the back of your head, but it's my way of saying thank you to the shows. And you can actually send messages to the host and send them uh, extra money. So like somebody paid me, well, already um, I'll talk about this app in a second. I've seen where I earned, and I know this sounds silly to say out loud, 36 cents on true fans. Now we'll talk about that in one in a second. So there are some really popular apps. Uh, Fountain is one, but that again, I need to go back and check, is a cue kind of listenership because I love, I didn't finish my thought, on Castomatic and Overcast, I can say, look, when I listen to the new media show with Todd and Rob, put that in the podcast app. When I listen to Bandrew at Bandrewsays.com, put that in the friends list. When I listen to what was that like, put that in the friends list. When I listen to the Jordan Harbinger show, put that in the Friends list. When I listen to Nutritional Facts, put that in the health show, et cetera, et cetera. You get the point. And that way when I'm in the mood to listen about politics, you know, no agenda show, the uh congressional dish, when I'm in the mood to listen to those topics, all those are grouped by topics. And my favorite is when one is done, it plays the next one. Cause Fountain had a cool uh kind of feature where you could. Uh, put them, you could tag them and then click on the tag and it would show you all of those shows, but it would play one episode and then stop. And in the summer, I like to ride my bike and I don't want to keep trying to you know, turn my arm inside out because I've got my phone strapped to my arm to say, go to the next episode. So I'm looking for an Android uh, app that has the value for value. I would love it if it had chapter support as well. And it's an Android. And Podcast Guru is a very feature rich app. And it supports the value for value. It supports, I believe, chapters. It's a really cool app. It doesn't do the smart playlist. That's what that's called. And I actually emailed them. I know it's three guys in a basement somewhere and said, Can you please add smart playlists? Because they have playlists, but again, I have to go in and say, this episode, put it in the queue. This one, nope. This one, nope. And that drives me nuts. I want that to happen automatically. And so we'll see what they say, because that would be my choice. I liked Podverse, because Podverse is iOS and Android and web, but they have a cleanup problem. I, I will go in and listen to a bunch of stuff, and then I have to manually say, hey, everything that I just listened to, delete and that I found to be quite a bit of a hassle. Most of the apps I use, when I'm done listening to it, it will automatically delete it. So that was that. Now, there is True Fans, which is really groundbreaking because technically it's not an app, although they are, I believe, coming out with an app kind of um, tweaked version. It's, it's what's called a web app meaning it looks and smells like an app, but it's not. It's really just when you open it up on your phone, you're looking at a website and it has every kind of feature you want. They do have playlists. And this is why right now I can't recommend it. I'm sorry, Sam. I love you, buddy. But like there's a playlist feature and I'm like, cool. Can I, is this a smart playlist feature? Cause I've heard Sam's call it the Dave Jackson feature and I went to this one thing. I said, hey, you don't have everything in your playlist. And I'm like, okay. So I went to playlist. There's no create new playlist button. And this, again, always consider your source. Coming from a teacher, when I go to find the documentation on the feature and there is like zero documentation for true fans right now. Now, to his credit, this is a new app. It's fresh out of beta. So it's new, but to have a piece of technology with zero documentation. That's kind of a bad, so that's why I'm watching true fans. It has, Sam is such a creative guy. They're going to have leaderboards. You can actually pay people to listen to your show. So that's one way to get an audience. He has all these great ideas. He's just, I'm like, okay, now that you've got these cool things, let's get some documentation and please give me smart playlists. And I swear he told me they're there and I can't figure out how to do it. And there's no documentation. so, Here's I'm throwing this out to you. It's not the question of the month, but uh, so Dave, if you had to pick one right now, what would you pick? I would pick podcast guru. I need to go look at fountain fountain was fountain has a really cool community thing going on. I would love to promote uh good pods. Good pods is a cool app that has a lot of community and a lot of lists. They have zero podcasting 2.0 features and so for me, I will only promote an app that has podcasting 2.0 features. I'm done with legacy stuff. The future is going to be this podcasting 2.0. And that's just where you basically, if you're like, wait, what's, what's that? I'll do this quickly. In the 50s, you had a car that had tires and a steering wheel, you know, in a body. And then they added air conditioning. Then they added power steering and power this and power that and blah, blah, blah. They made the car better and podcasting has had these features for years and people are always like we need to lose the the back end of a podcast we're not going to get too geeky is called an RSS feed and people kept wanting to ditch the RSS feed and then Dave Jones and Adam Curry said why don't we just make the RSS feed better and that's what they're doing and so what a bunch of nerds are getting together now and they're going wouldn't it be cool if we could do this like one of them is going to be cross app comments how cool would it be to be in podcast guru Send a comment or leave a comment about a show, and then be able to see that comment in Podverse or True Fans. It's going to be very, very cool. So I am not looking at any app. I just saw PoduRama. Is this new app? It's pretty slick. All right, but I emailed them, very really like, hey, you guys going to join the party at podcasting 2.0? So I think right now, I want to say Podcast Attic. They are they they appear. This is only my opinion, of course. They appear a little desperate. Like the minute you go to their website, they are hit with like five pop-up ads, help us stay. And look, podcast apps are the unsung heroes of the podcasting space. And most of the time they're free and don't get any money. And yet they get tons of support You know, uh, questions. So if you have a chance to support a podcast app, whichever one you're using, send them some shekels, would you? Holy cow. And so that one doesn't support the value tag right now, or, an, yeah, whichever one lets you stream Satoshis, uh, the rest of them do. So the top four right now are True Fans, Podverse, Podcast Guru, sorted by features. And of those three, because, uh, again, the thing I that drove me nuts about Podverse was cleanup. So I like Podcast Guru Plus. Podcast Guru, along with Podverse, has a website version. And I love the fact that I could, if I want to listen to podcasts at work, I don't have to have my phone and it picks up where you left off. So those are my my top two right now would be Podcast Guru, I think is my my main recommendation, and then uh, Podverse. I I wish Podcast Addict would add that one feature because the thing I like about Podcast Addict is they've been around for years. They have smart playlists. So, like, great, they have the feature I want. They don't have the value thing, and they just need to kind of clean up their website a little bit. It looks... uh, looks a little dated over there in the fact that you're smacking me in the face, asking me for money the minute I log in, and I get it. On one hand, if you don't ask, you don't get, but there's a part where you start to look a little desperate, and I wish them all the best, and I I hope that they add some other features I'm looking for. But if you go, Dave, I'm using this app called blah, 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 and it does exactly what you want, please let me know because I need to start updating all my websites to get rid of the Google link and I also, I should say this, if you are listening to this show right now in Google Podcasts, it's time to find a new podcast app, and you can find that if you go to, to well, actually, let's go to this website, podcasting2.org, that's podcasting2.org, the number two, .org, has a list of apps over there as well. I'm trying to find a true winner, and right now I just can't. Two quick points as we get ready to head out the door. If you have questions about your podcast website, please go over to yourpodcastwebsite.com. That's the place where you can sign up for a newsletter. That is a show I'm going to be releasing sometime this year. I just ordered my artwork from my buddy Mark over at podcastbranding.co. And so I want to base this on user feedback. And so if you're a little... I don't know, confused, or you just have questions about your website, there is no such thing as a bad question in this. Go over to yourpodcastwebsite.com, and you'll be getting an email from me going, what are your questions? And then you can fill that out. And as always, this show is brought to you by theschoolofpodcasting.com. If you are ready to either start your podcast, or if it's already started, how to grow it, If you've got an audience and you're looking to monetize, I can help with that as well, as I am the author of the book, Profit From Your Podcast. Links to everything we just mentioned today will be out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 919. While you're out there, you can sign up for the newsletter. You can join the School of Podcasting, and you can also follow the show on all sorts of other fun and wonderful, just chocolatey goodness. It's all there, schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening Until next week, take care, God bless, class is dismissed. what
2: what
0: What happened when Gary got into, yeah, that's weird, what was up with the dramatic pause for no reason, I somehow turned into... Uh, That guy that talks weird, what's his name? Christopher Walken. Weird pauses for no apparent reason. Now I sound like Catherine Hepburn. Oh, Norman, you old poop. All right, this will be a fun experiment. I'm going to put a link to the page about Gary, you know, about me on his website. Because Gary is an amazing photographer. And yet my favorite one that literally I just about wet my pants is Gary has a picture of him about to bungee jump off the Auckland Harbor Bridge. And I just was like, my stomach fell out of my body when I looked at it. And I can't believe, I was like, holy, there is a good story right there. So, links in the show notes, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 919. You got to see this picture. Today's episode is dedicated to the awesome memory of Lee Silverstein, host of the We Have Cancer show. And while everybody knew Lee as their brother in cancer, he was my brother in podcasting, and we lost one of the biggest advocates of podcasting. I miss you, Lee, but your legacy lives on forever.